Okay, good morning everybody. All right. If we can make our way to our seats and uh, we won't be seated real long. We'll be standing up here in just a minute, but if we could go ahead and get everybody together, we are going to get service started this morning. And uh, as you can tell, things are just a little bit different. There's any, you guys like what we've done to the place? All right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a little bit different than uh, what we're used to on a Sunday morning, but I got to say that the team worked very, very hard to be able to get the service in here today. So let's uh, give a nice uh, round of applause for everybody that has had a good part in uh, getting us in here for the day. It took a lot of work and uh, we super appreciate it. So uh, do you guys like the new 90s uh, punk rock look we did with the fences? That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, let's stand up together today. Amen. We're going to open up by speaking some faith over America. And so um, I'll just ask you that we're uh, we're working really hard on the sound and everything. And I just found out the projector is not quite working at the moment. But, you know, it dawned on me. They kind of did church for thousands of years without a projector. So I think we can do it one Sunday. Am I right? Yeah. So it's going to be good, but, uh, but so just bear with us as we're working through sound and everything else. And, uh, and the biggest thing is this, the Lord is good all the time, isn't he? Amen. And Sunday is my favorite day of the week. Who would say that Sunday's your favorite day of the week? Yeah. Man, I just feel like Saturdays, but especially Sundays are the strongest days of the week. And I was thinking about why is that? Well, the rest are all just weekdays. So, all right, let's go ahead. We're going to speak some words of faith over the United States today. Amen. And we're going to see America keep coming to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's speak this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yeah. All right. Well, we're a little bit more of a tight fit, but we do want to make sure everybody gets a little love today. So let's take a few minutes here. We'll do a little meet and greet time. And uh, come on, get a hug, give a fist bump, do something to show somebody that you care today. Amen. Let's go. If there's one thing I'm asking, one thing I'm needing, a moment that's passing, it's not what I'm seeking. I can see everything. I watch your blessings feed on the earth. I follow heaven still for you. Completely consumes me. I can't get enough, can't get enough of you. Fire is burning right through me. I can't get enough, can't get enough of you. You, 
are working on some more chairs. Now here in a few minutes, the kids are going to clear out. And so that'll free up some space for us. Um, today's the promotion Sunday for the kids. All right. 
All right, so uh, anyway, praise God. I'm going to let Pastor Katie kind of give you a little bit of a rundown on uh, some of the uh, happenings and uh, an update. Uh, if you're new with us, uh, we experienced a flood two weeks ago, and it wasn't like a Noah's Ark type of flood. It was like... Um, well, it was a toilet, all right? Just, just get, let's get real here. Let's not even sugarcoat this thing. So a toilet upstairs broke, and it flooded the whole building. Uh, I guess it covered several thousand square feet, and uh, we're working on all that right now. So, again, we don't normally look like we're uh, from a 1990s uh, punk rock music video, but you know what? It's good. It's cool for a couple of weeks. So, anyway, I'm going to have Pastor Katie give you some updates on all that, and we will go from there. Okay, awesome. to make eye contact with this section and I'm not going to be disrespectful but in this section is a certain individual whom you should high five and thank for his service and he's with us for the first time today so we're so glad to have you and because he asked me well not me which is why I'm currently holding the microphone and disobeying Anyway, um, you need to find out his name because I'm not supposed to announce it. But if you ask anyone of the Crank family, they'll tell you. Anyway, praise the Lord. We love you. Thank you for being here and thank you for serving. Thank you for being a great dad while you were gone. We love you. Um, okay, rules about being in here. The fence is because we're a family church and we have people who are grown like me who just want to know what's going on and want to go look at things. And then we have bunches of kids everywhere and we just don't want your kids hurt you know so we're trying to keep the building safe the back half of the building is a no touch zone um we also would like to ask you to keep your kids behind the front row of chairs because this is just too tempting you know what i mean it's just real tempting so the boundary line is the front row of chairs we discussed that with several of them other than if they're coming up for altar. You know, like if it's a holy moment, different story. Okay. Um, there are restrooms for this building out here. Um, I am so sorry that we gave you porta potties. <laughs> so that's the option that I've got right now. Okay. Because the bathrooms are gutted. But what I can tell you is in two to three months, you'll have the nicest bathroom. Yes. So. Suffer through it with me, okay? We're going to try to keep the porter potties as nice and clean as they can possibly be and, you know, Febreze them a little bit for you. So just roll with us on that one. Um, as far as construction update, uh, those of you who were with us right before service saw all the flickering beauty of our electrical process. Um, so we're working on some of that. Every time you open a wall or start some sort of project like that, you find things that you need to adjust and correct and do better. And so we are doing some of that, updating some things um, that have just been there for 40 years. So electrical is part of that. Plumbing is part of that. And the restrooms and the nursery will all be reconstructed nice and new, new flooring, all of that, new paint, all of that. And uh, this nice plywood wall won't look so disgusting. And the balcony will have a, a nice bottom to it shortly. So stick with us. We've got a couple contractors coming out this week to give us bids. We try to make sure that we do all that correctly. If you have questions about that, I'm glad to talk with you about it. Some of you care about all that stuff and some of you say, whatever, it's going to be pretty later. Okay. So women's meeting is coming. I'm going to give you this information. 
Okay, women's meeting is coming. It's our fall kickoff, so it's going to be big and super, super fun. You should have gotten an invite like this this morning. If you did not get an invite like this, stop Miss PRI and we'll make sure to get you one. Um, SMTI is also coming, like super fast. Okay, so SMTI is Supernatural Ministry Training Institute. And it is our Bible college that we do here. So if you're interested in learning more about serving in the body of Christ or learning more about just the Bible and about what God has in his plan of redemption and all his promises and what history looks like through those eyes, this is our Bible college. And it only meets on Monday nights. But if you're going, you need to apply like right now. So the deadline for that is going to be August 22nd. So if you're intending to apply and you're dragging your feet, get it together, okay? August 22nd is your deadline. If you are not going, but you would like to help someone go, during any offering, you can just mark your envelope, SMTI, or when you're online, if you're giving into the general fund, you can put a memo of SMTI, and that will help someone else go to school. Um, we have two more things. The first weekend in September, so like Labor Day weekend, there's a a few fun things going on. Number one, we're going to have our missionaries from Honduras come in, um, and they will be here. Yes. Very, very excited about that. We haven't done a missions trip in a couple of years for obvious COVID reasons, um, because we couldn't get out of the country. Um, but... We are looking very forward to doing another one, and they have a school and an orphanage and lots of things that we can go help them do, and it's grown tremendously over the last several years, so we would really like to get with them and be a part of what they're doing. So make sure that you're here, especially if you're interested in traveling with missions at all. September 4th is going to be the best Sunday to be here for that, so morning and evening, 10 a.m., 6 p.m. Also that weekend, September 4th, 5th, and 6th, Bucking good pizza row. Wave everyone. (laughs) Um, Ashton is our neighbor. And um, this is just off the cuff, so don't be mad at me, okay? Okay, so Ashton is our neighbor, the way TMI is happening right now. Um, The same person that owned our house before owned their house, and we moved in at the same time, kind of. That being said... They have been working on their plumbing for months, and it is a situation in their life. And I'm sorry to, like, you know, blast it to all of you, but if you are interested in blessing them, give them a little, you know, Pentecostal handshake on the way out today, okay? They are doing their best to do right, and the insurance company is not listening to Jesus yet. So, anyway, just if you have a way to bless them on the way out, please do that. They are out of their way, didn't ask for any of what I just said, out of, going out of their way to bless us for Harvest Fest. So the 4th, 5th, and 6th, they're going to give some of their proceeds from Buckin' Good Pizza towards fundraising for Harvest Fest. Yeah, so, and Ashton, I don't even have your number, yell it. 760-577-9260. Okay, sorry, that just went all over Barstow right now. Okay, so you now have the phone number to Buck and Good Pizza. It is amazing pizza, and you can also go on Facebook and find them as well. I highly recommend the Mushroom and Swiss and the, the Jalapeno.
I highly recommend the cheeseburger pizza. The man put pickles on a pizza, and it's delicious, all right? Don't judge it until you try it. Thank you. True story. Well, thank you guys for being a part of Harvest Fest. Some of you have already been giving into it. It is coming along quite well. I have almost nothing to do with it this year. So Desiree Garcia is helping run that and I believe a whole host of other people. So Casey Browning can answer questions. Desiree Garcia can answer questions and they can get you involved. So if you would like to be involved, you just stop one of them or I'll connect you with someone if you need me to. Okay. If you are with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, like you've never been here before or you haven't been here in a long time, wave at me. Hi, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Okay, so we have Miss Sabrina, who's in red. She's going to cut. She'll make it your way, but when you see her start walking, wave a little more. So she's got some information for you about the church. And if you would take that in your info to the information booth, lots of information. If you stop at the information booth after service, we have a gift that we'd like to bless you with as well. We're so glad that you're with us today. All right. So uh, as we said just a little bit ago, today is our Children's Church Promotion Sunday. Amen. And um, we were going to do this last week. But we were in the smaller building, and as you can see, that probably would have been, a, I mean, illegal, a fire hazard to have that many people in that small building. So we're going to do it today. And what this is, let's have uh, Leah and Norma come on up. Amen. And um, and uh, I'll let you do that. Um, and so uh, what happens is as they've moved up to a new grade level in school, a lot of them are moving up to a new class level here at church. And so uh, we're going to give them a certificate of promotion and uh, just congratulate them and they'll get to start going to their new classes. All right. And I guess some of the teenagers, too, are moving up. So um, you, you want to say anything about that real quick? OK, they know who they are. Okay, all right, so I'm going to have Leah and Norma uh, call the kids up that are getting promoted, all right? And I always forget to do this, but um, my name is Leah Mata. I am the Children's Church Director here. This is Norma Rubino, and she's the, oh, I'm the nursery director. <laughs> she doesn't like the microphone, so. <laughs> but yes, we are so proud of uh, all these kids that are um, promoting. They have done such an excellent job, and and. Us as teachers, and I know all the other teachers, when they move out of Children's Church completely or like it with nursery, they move into jam, um, we get, we're sad. We're sad to see them going into another classroom because we really do love these children. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. We have our first one, um, which is um, promoting out of nursery, and that is Lily John. Come on up here, Lily. Come on, Lily. She is going to Jam Junior. Come on. <laughs> Our next one is Timothy Justice Junior. It's there. They are at home. Yes. So we will give it to them later, but congratulations. Our next one we're super happy about is Ava Alba. She is going into Jam Junior. 
It's a big deal for these kids to move up into these big kid classrooms. So, yes. And then I made a oopsie and I forgot to make one for Kimani Newell. Come up here. <laughs> and I will be making him a certificate later. <laughs> come on, Kimani. Woo! Kimani. Hi. Pizza, what are we doing? Junior that are now going to jam and um, jam junior is like my class I love that class so it is a little bit sad that these ones are moving up to jam so all right I'm okay so the first one we have is Asaya Savoy and she's not here today Hi, Savoya. okay and our next one is Tegan Van Norman is he here Oh, she, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Taryn Van Norman. Probably not here either. Okay. I know this one should be here. Varick Martinez. He's not here. Oh, praise Jesus. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I know this one's here. Adrian Church. Adrian. There you go. Such a good boy. Oh, and I know she's here. We have Miss Jenna Cruz. And I'll just tell you, these babies are faithful attenders. They've all been here since babies, since newborn. information if your child turns uh four years old 
from January on, they will promote in August. But if your child turned four um, from August to December, um, they went ahead and got their promotion certificates now. So just in case you're like, what about my kid? If they turn four years old, um, January to August, they will promote next year, okay? Or when they potty train, that type of thing, yeah, so. Okay, so don't leave just yet. Um, so we're going to start with this side and move that way. If you could just stand when I say your name and, you know, be respectful to me. Love me, okay? Lily Mata. <laughs> just stay standing. Jesse Winston. Are you coming back up? There, there we go. Okay. She's, she's on baby Judah duty. Okay. Isaiah Vasquez. Okay. Javier Xavier Sanchez. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm trying to see who else I'm missing. Oh, you're behind here. Rayliana Garcia. You're going to have to come out here. No one can see you. Come out here. Okay. So these are now adults. Okay. To the rest of you. These are adults. We have trained them very, very well. But here's what I can tell you about these adults. They love Jesus with all their heart. I can say that confidently about every single one of them. I'm extremely proud of these individuals and very, very grateful that this is who we're sending into this world. So thank you for being adults and for working so hard and for sticking with church and sticking with Jesus. I love you guys. Welcome to adulthood. You can be seated. Amen. Okay, so normally on Promotion Sunday, here's what we do. We pray over all the students going back to school. We know we're late, okay? Because we know most of you are already back in school. But if you are going to school this year in any capacity, we would really like to pray over you. So if you could stand... If you're going to school, if you're a student, could you, you stand? Okay, that's K through 25th or whatever, graduate school, college, all that. So if you're going to school this year, please stand. Okay, also, if you are working in a school of any kind, could you please stand? If you are an assistant, a teacher, a preschool teacher, any of that, please stand. Okay, and if you serve in nursery, children's ministry, or youth in our church, could you please stand? Okay. <laughs> so these people do ministry. And we would like to think that this altar and this pulpit is where we do ministry. It's where we give you the word of God and we help you grow. But the reality is that each of you guys are going into schools and jobs classrooms and churches, and you are being the hands and feet of Jesus. You're bringing the love of God into wherever you are. And we're very, very grateful for that. And you're a product of the house. So we like to think of ourselves as a spiritual distribution center. What that means is what we build in here, we send it out to others. So I'm very, very grateful to look at all of you and to know your good product. Okay. So we're going to pray over you and bless you. And then we'll send children to their classrooms. Okay. Father, thank you so much 
for this group of individuals who love you, who know your word, who are living to serve you in every moment of every day of their lives. I thank you for your protection over them, for the blood of Jesus that covers them, not only for eternal life, Lord, but for health and safety and preservation, Lord. I thank you for directing their steps, giving them divine appointments, Lord, with what individuals you have sent them to, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in an office, whether it's at a desk next to them. I thank you, Father, for ordering those steps, those conversations, putting the people that they need to minister to right in front of them. Lord, I thank you for favor in their lives, for favor with teachers and with principals and bosses and just everyone that they would come across, Lord, that they would see your light inside of them, that it would move aside any darkness, any weapon that would be formed against their schools or their classrooms or the facilities, Lord. I thank you that because they're there, your angels surround and defend on every side. Lord, I also thank you for the right friends, the right colleagues round about them that would build them up and sharpen them and strengthen them. I thank you for your strength inside of them that they can do all things through you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for putting them in our church. What a blessing it is to call them our family. I thank you, Father, for helping us to encourage them, helping us to be a part of their life and build them up so that as they go out, Father, we can do what is most important, to build your kingdom and to bring you glory. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So if you are in JAM, which is our first through fifth graders, I want you guys to line up on um, this side in front of this door over here. And we're going to go ahead and have the teachers, Miss Virginia, Miss um, Grandma Maxine. We're going to have you guys on that side. And then if you are in Jam Junior, which is preschool or four years old or kindergarten, and again, got to be potty trained, okay? Um, we're going to have you on this other side over here on the right. Um, that is, oh, over here. Yeah. Mr. Alex and Miss Adriana on that side. Okay, so preschoolers and kindergartners, you're going in front of Mr. Robert. Do you see Mr. Robert at that back door? Mr. Alex and Miss Adriana are coming your way as well. He's not dressed up like an old man today. He's dressed up like a punk rocker, I think, because of our fence. <laughs> Alex and Adriana Church are an amazing part of children's ministry and several other things around here. Um, but a month or so ago, yes, we love them. A month or so ago, they asked, is it going to be distracting if Alex dresses up like an old man? I said, no. We rock it at Children's Church. So it's awesome for that for them to get to visualize lots of the Bible as well. And especially for Alex to look that ridiculous. It's all for God's glory, brother. Amen. Amen. Actually, I said it'd be an improvement on the normal stuff. But anyway, all right, praise God. Well, who knows what time it is now? All right. We have Pastor come on up this morning. We're going to do our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Amen. Who's so happy to see all these kids being raised in the ways of the Lord? Amen. 
I love it. That's such a big part of our ministry here is the kids. And so thank you for uh, celebrating them as we did their little promotions here today. And that is a very, very important to our hearts as a church to see these kids being raised in the ways of the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, go ahead, Pastor. Hey, man, what an awesome church. I'm glad to be here. How about you? Hallelujah. Well, hold up your hands, be an envelope for your tithes or your offerings. And I know that uh, a lot of people do it online now, so... That's okay, too. What, Katie? Single we got there? Amen. Well, where's Tom at? Uh, turn me up a little bit, Tom. I don't hold it as close as they do. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many brought your Bible this morning? And it's a good thing that we don't have the screen up there today because we want to look at the Bible. I want to look at two places that's very important to you if you want to prosper. Look at Mark chapter 16. Now we're going to look at verse 20. And then also we're going to look at James chapter 1, verse 22. We get to Mark 16, verse 20. And we may diagnose why you're having some financial troubles this morning if you are. And at the same time, we'll look at these and it'll just really uh, build your faith up for receiving from God financially. You may be walking the blessing of God, but it's because you obey these verses. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. This might be an eye opener to some people. How many want your spiritual eyes open? Amen. i tell you what, I go to the eye doctor sometimes, and it's so good when they tell me what I need to do to correct things, but it's even better when they tell me that everything's better. And I like to see better. How about you? Mark chapter 16, verse 20, part of the Great Commission. And Jesus, in the Word of God, says this about Jesus. They went forth and preached everywhere. Well, what do we do in this church? We preach. So we're doing what they did in the Bible. We preach. They preach everywhere. The Lord working with them. So when we're preaching the Word of God, who's working with us? Jesus. And then what does He do? At confirming what? The Word. He confirms the Word with signs following. And so, of course, if he, if you're preaching about healing, He says, lay hands the sick, they shall recover. Who does the healing? Jesus. And if you're if you're preaching about how to walk in love and forgiveness, who gives you the ability to love and forgive? Jesus. And so whatever it is you're preaching that's in the Bible that the Bible says is for us, that Jesus is the one that makes it come to pass in our life. Has anybody ever heard this church preacher teach about tithing and giving the blessings and the benefits? And so who is it confirms that word about tithing? Jesus. The word's preached. He confirms it. And I was thinking about all these different things going on in the church right now. All the all the finances involved to do this and have good insurance. But, of course, we pay the premiums to keep the insurance up. But the most important thing is this church gives to a lot of different ways to help the world receive Jesus. We support a lot of mission missionaries, give a lot into missions. We support local things around our community, our city, and our state. To help help the gospel go forth to help people. And so Jesus confirms the word of Luke 6, 38. You give, let's give it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. He confirms that when we do it in our lives as tithers. When we tithe, Malachi chapter 3 says he rebukes the devourer. And so say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. confirms the word. Confirms the word. Confirms the word. 
Now look at James chapter 1, verse 22. And uh, if your toes get stepped on, stick them under your seat. Because this may step on some toes. But as, as preachers and teachers of the Word of God, we want to help people receive what God has for them. That's what we're all about. We're, we're here to equip you for victorious Christian living. And so verse 22 of James chapter 1 says, But be you doers of the Word. But be you doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so to say that in a real simple way is this. It's not what you hear and know. It's what you know and do that gets results. You know, you can hear, you can hear all day long that lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. But if you never lay any hands on the sick, he can't confirm that word because you don't obey the word. He said, you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And so you can pray and pray and pray and pray. Lord, I want to recover. Well, if somebody lays hands on you, that's what you're looking at. He can't confirm it because it didn't happen. And then Jesus also says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. And you're praying and praying and praying and praying for that relationship to be restored, and nothing's happened. Well, the word he confirms is when you forgive. And you can, you can believe in tithing. Say, I believe tithing's in the Bible. I believe 10% belongs to God. I know that God blesses tithers a blessing in that. But if you never be a doer of the word, what can he confirm in your life? Amen. Think about what I'm talking about. Jesus confirms the word that is preached, but there's two parts. You do your part, then he does his part. And he's standing back there waiting in your life. He says, I want to rebuke the devourer. He says, I want to have the windows of heaven open on your life and your family to pour out blessings you can't contain them. He says that. And, you know, this is not just a preacher making up words. This is Bible. It's a spiritual law. The word's preached. Then people have a choice, either do what it says or don't do. And then God always confirms what you do. Amen. Amen, amen. that help anybody? That's absolutely Bible. Let's stand up. We'll make our financial faith confession. And then I think the ushers are going to pass the buckets, right? Oh, they're coming up? Okay, good. You get to bring them up then. And, you know, I, I want to say this again. Uh, I know that a lot of us give online now. And it's so good because the Bible teaches to present your offering at the altar. That's why we do it the way we do it. And so even if you've already given online and you don't have anything in your hand, but you're already given because it's online, then don't be bashful. Just come up to the altar and you're not being a phony. You're saying, Jesus, I've given. I'm just coming up here to thank you, Lord. You received my tithe. I want to thank you, Lord. You're the blesser and you're the one doing it. And just that's just stepping out in faith just to do what God wants to do so you can walk in the blessings of God. Amen. Well, let's make this confession together. As we bring the Lord's tithe, I give offerings today. We believe we receive jobs, our better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, meet all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family. The kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Oh, Pastor Dave just told me that if you want, you're welcome to come worship up front at the altar with us today. So feel free to join us up front. And I know the screen's not working today, but we're trying to do songs that you all know. So let's all sing as best as we can. Let's sing that. Step out. Step out of the shadow. Step out of the grave. Step out of the grave. Break into the wild. Break into the wild. And don't be afraid. And don't be afraid. Run into wide open spaces. Run into wide open spaces. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the way has been lifted. Grace is waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Let's sing that. Where the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Come out of the dark. Come out of the dark. Just as you are. Into the fullness of His love. For the Spirit is here. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. Bring all your burdens. Now bring all of your burdens. Bring all your scars. Bring all of your scars. Come back to communion. Come back to communion. Come back to the start. Come back to the start. Run. Run into wide open spaces. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the way has been lifted. Grace is waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Sing that again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Come out of the dark. Come out of the dark. Just as you are, into the fullness of His love. For the Spirit is here, let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. We're going to sing, Chains Will Fall. At the sound of Jesus' name. So let's sing that if we can. Chains will fall. Chains will fall. Prisons shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Lives made whole. Lives made whole. Hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Sing that again. Chains. Chains will fall. Prisons shake at the sound. Of Jesus' name, lives may hold, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Yeah. 
Where the Spirit? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Come out. Come out of the dark, just as you are, into the fullness of His love. For the Spirit is here, let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. This time we're going to sing dance like the weight has been lifted. And if you feel like dancing, feel, go for it. I have been forbidden from dancing at church, but the rest of you are welcome. So let's sing this. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting for the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Sing that again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. One more time, sing that. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Last time. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is come out of the dark. Come out of the dark. Just as you are. Into the fullness of his love. For the Spirit is here. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom.
Jesus. Lord, we know who you are. And Lord, we know that no matter what we face, we are never hopeless. We are never without hope, Father, because you are the way maker. You can work a miracle. You can turn things around in just an instant. And Lord, we know that even when we don't see it, we know you're working. We trust you and we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. As we're singing that, uh, the, that, that bridge to that song right there, that's a kind of a theme that's really been in my heart a lot lately. And I'm going to even talk about it a little bit later today. But you need to realize that just because you don't see anything happening right now, that doesn't mean that nothing's happening right now. Amen. Come on. You know that when the farmer plants the seed, when the farmer plants the seed to the ignorant, foolish person, they would say, man, you planted those seeds and I don't see anything happening. Well, what you don't realize is that beneath the surface, there's all sorts of things happening that you can't see, but they're getting ready. And at just the right time, it's going to break out of the ground and everything's going to change. Amen. And so in your life, you're like, man, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't smell it. I, I can't taste it just yet. You need to know that there are things taking place that the Lord is doing that you can't see. But if we're foolish, we'll say, yeah, it don't work. Yeah, I don't believe it. No, it's not going to happen for me. What have you done? You've dug that seed up out of the ground. 
and you know what? It's all over with now. But you need to keep your words right. You need to walk by faith, not by sight. And even when it seems like nothing's coming together, when you don't see it, that's okay. Because beneath the surface, behind the scenes, the Lord is doing something really, really big. And at just the right moment, it's going to break forth. It's going to break free. And everything is going to change. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm, gonna, I'm excited to be at church today. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise together hallelujah lord you are good and your mercy endures forever amen all right well you can make your way to your seats today praise the lord we've had a good time in praise and worship here man god is good and i'm glad to be in the house of the lord amen you know much like king david he said i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the lord and again we realize that it's not quite our normal setup here maybe look a little different feel a little warmer all that fun stuff but you know what i'm thinking back to uh well several missions trips that i've been on but i've been to to uh, St. Petersburg, Russia, spent some significant time there when I was 15, and and then uh, you know, uh, Nicaragua and, and other countries, and it's incredible what the things that the Christians will do all over the world just to gather together and be together. Man, they'll they'll dig a hole in the ice just so they can be together. They'll sit out in the middle of a grass hut in the middle of the jungle where it's 115 degrees and 100% humidity just to be together amen and so there's something very important as christians that we gather together in the name of the lord because things take place when we are obeying god's word in this setting that aren't going to take place you know just sitting alone by yourself and so uh, i'm excited to be in god's house together today amen all right well we're going to get into the word of god uh what the lord laid on my heart you know, the, I was uh, I was sleeping the other night, and, uh, you know, so far this isn't an exciting story because you're like, big whoop, we all sleep at night. Well, now check it out. Usually I, when I go to sleep, I sleep really good, and it didn't always be that way. I used to have nightmares and stuff, but then I, I got a hold of my authority in God's word. I bound the devil, and I haven't had a nightmare since 2003, but... Long story short, I sleep really good. I sleep, you know, all through the night. And, and I, the Lord kind of woke me up the other night. And I'm, I'm praying about what are we going to talk about on Sunday. And all that came into my heart was God is good. God is good. And you're thinking, well, preacher, that don't sound too deep. It's not deep. And that's the good thing about it. You don't have to have a, a theology degree. You don't have to have some sort of special understanding to get a hold of this in your heart. God is good. Even in the midst of bad times, that doesn't mean that God's not good. The times may be difficult, but the Lord's still good. He doesn't change. And so I'm telling you today that we're going to look at a few verses here and have a good time in God's word. But I know this much that no matter what I've been through, I've been through cancer. I've been through all sorts of things. But through it all, I can say that he has never failed me. He's never walked away. He has always been nothing but good to me. And I love the Lord. He's done more for me than anybody in this entire world. And you're like, well, well, you've never seen him. Yeah, I've never seen him, but that's okay. I'll see him someday. We're going to meet face to face someday, and we're going to get a chance to talk about all this stuff together. But until then, I know this much, that God is good. 
and, and, and nothing can change that. And so we're going to look at a few different uh, areas today that I would say the Lord is good in. But I want to show you an opening verse out of Psalm 34. Can we go to Psalm 34 this morning? Now, if you've been here on uh, Wednesday nights, we've been doing a series called Summer in the Psalms. And, uh, and, and we just really looked at Psalm 34 for a few weeks which coincidentally is pretty much my favorite chapter. But uh, anyway, uh, Psalm 34 has a key verse that I kind of skipped over on Wednesday nights because I wanted to grab a hold of it on a Sunday morning. Now, if you did not get an outline for the sermon, raise your hand. The ushers will get you one. I know especially this morning we're going to kind of party like it's 1899 without a projector. So, uh, you know, uh, at least we've got pen and paper, right? So let's do this. We'll do this. But if you need an outline for the sermon, grab one, and uh, that will kind of help you follow along. And we're going to open our Bibles to Psalm 34, and we're going to look here at verse 8. And this is kind of a a well-known scripture. Maybe you've heard it before, but I need you to get a hold of this today because when you know it, you know it. When you get this revelation in your heart, nobody can take it away from you. Psalm 34 and verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Is there anybody with me today that you can say, I have tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good. Amen. That's the, he's the best thing I've got going for me. The Lord is good. And it says right here, oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And I can say that my life isn't perfect. I face things and I go through things like everybody does. But I know this much. I've got the joy of the Lord as my strength because I take refuge in him. And so that's for everybody. That's not just for certain people. Anybody that is going to take refuge in the Lord and trust him and taste and see that he's good. There is joy available to you, even in the midst of your most difficult circumstances. You can be the most upbeat and positive that you've ever been in your life because of the joy of the Lord. And now, when I was a little kid, I grew up, you know, I I realize everybody maybe grew up in different types of churches, or maybe you didn't grow up in church at all. Well, I'm I'm aware that some churches kind of teach you that God's angry at you, and he's waiting for just the right moment to, boom, get you. And I've heard people say stuff like that. That's not how I was raised. I wasn't raised to be scared of God. Now, make no mistake. I've got the fear of the Lord. And what I mean by that is I revere and honor and respect him, but I'm not afraid that God is out to hurt me. I'm aware that God is out to bless me. God is out to help me in any circumstance. But I I, I know this much that some people, they may not fully, uh, you know, they say God is good, but I was raised to know this much out of John 10 and verse 10. It's a key verse for all of us in, in this church and everybody everywhere. Uh, we're, it's not going to be on the screen today, so just, you know, listen to me. John 10 and verse 10, it says, The thief comes, the devil, to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give life and life more abundantly. The devil is the one that's coming and trying to hurt your life and cause damage. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. You need to know that God 
is good. He's not here to hurt you. He's here to help you. Amen. And, 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 and he wants you to succeed. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be prosperous. No, don't say that, man. Don't say that in a church. Don't say that God cares about your finances. I'll say it all day long, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Third John, verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so I can't add or take away to that. God wants you to be healthy, and God does care that you financially prosper because he knows as a Christian you'll do the right thing with your money. But beyond all that, I want to tell you today, that no matter what is going on in our lives, you have to establish the fact in your heart right now, no matter what, God is good. And I'm going to look at three different areas today. And you may think, well, you know, we know this. Well, if you know it, you need reminded right now. Because I know that sometimes there's things that we know, and then life kind of has a way of coming in and pushing you around a little bit. And sometimes we tend to forget those fundamental things that we knew or kind of had a hold of. But I want to remind you today and get your attention, no matter what's going on, no matter what has happened in 2022, you have got to establish today. Oh, man, God is good. Amen. Can you say that with me? God is good. Now, I want you to say it like you mean it. Say, God is good. Yeah, all right, come on. Well, we're going to get into the Word of God today. I've got three points that I want to bring to your attention, and then uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and, and move forward. But the first thing we're going to say today is this. God is good even when everyone else fails me. Even when everybody else fails me. Have you ever had somebody fail you? Hey, I have failed myself, okay? So it doesn't even have to be somebody else. We've all had a person fail us at one point or another. But one mistake uh, th that we as humans make is this, is, is we begin to judge others based on our previous experiences with somebody else. Now, you know, well, what are you talking about? Well, just for, for an easy example, you may have a guy that's been dumped by a few girls, and so he's like, hey, all, all women are crazy. Well, you're judging every woman based on the few that you've come across, right? That's not very fair to do, is it? Y'all are really quiet today, and I'm going to need a little help, all right? Don't make me do this. I can't throw the ball and catch it at the same time. You've got to receive this, okay? Is every woman crazy just because there's a few crazies? No. Is every man crazy just because there's a few bums? Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. I don't know. The, the, the north end of the building today, is they're kind of they're sketchy over here, but... Uh, but praise the Lord, you know, maybe you were betrayed by a friend at some point in time. And so now you have trust issues and you think that everyone's talking behind my back. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's saying this about and they're not really. You're just assuming things and jumping to consequences because you have trust issues because one person hurts you. Don't judge everybody based on that. And what I'm getting at is this is is when we begin to to kind of blame everybody else or we begin to judge everybody else off of what somebody did to us you won't trust people and whether you know it or not you won't really trust god either you need to realize that even if you're somebody really close to you hurts you god didn't hurt you. he didn't do that he didn't send them he, he didn't make that happen he's still good don't don't blame him don't hold it against him because somebody else hurts you 
And I know that one of the harder things to overcome, and I run into this a lot, you know, I talk to a lot of people, is maybe when you had a mom or a dad that failed you as a child. And when this happens, all right, and I, and I got to say, I've been blessed. I've got a loving father. And so it's been easy for me to see God as a loving father. But I know that if you didn't have a loving father or a loving mother, sometimes it's harder for these people to picture that God is a loving father and he wants to help them. He's not there to, to bonk them on the head or to point out all their wrongdoings. He's there to love them. And so, parents, it's important how we interact with our kids because they begin to view the world through how they see you viewing the world and how you have treated them. And they'll eventually view God through that same lens as maybe angry and abusive and and, and always pointing out every wrong thing you do. God doesn't point out every wrong thing you do. Listen to me. Now, now you got to know that we have standards. I preach hard against sin a lot of times. But today what I'm telling you is, is that is that Jesus said that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. What's that mean? Satan's the one that's trying to point out, oh, you did it. Oh, you better be ashamed. You better not go into that church. Oh, you did this. And do you remember that time? God's not the one bringing up all your sins and your mistakes. He's the one that's trying to help you through all of this. But I want to show you something here. Psalm 27 and verse 10. Go with me. Psalm 27 and verse 10. Are you still with me today? Psalm 27, 10. And King David said something very good right here regarding maybe someone that uh, maybe your father or your mother failed you or they weren't the best example. It's okay because God's got you. Psalm 27 and verse 10. It says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Think about that. Even if my father and mother abandon me, you know what? We'll work through that. It's okay because the Lord himself will be my father. The Lord will pick me up. The Lord will hold me close. Well, why would he do that? Because God is good. You got to get that. Say it again. God is good. God is good. Now, I want to take a quick look this morning at the life of a man named Joseph. You ever heard of Joseph in the Bible? Wow, Joseph, I mean, I'm just going to tell his story, and then we're going to look at uh, just one verse here because his story takes several chapters out of the Bible. But Joseph came from a pretty screwed up situation in his life. And, and, and if you think that you come from a crazy family, Joseph's family put the fun in dysfunctional, okay? I mean, these guys, they, they, they had a whole mess of stuff going on right here. Uh, but, but Joseph, uh, the issue that he had was he was his dad's favorite. Anybody else in here, you're a favorite child, maybe you can relate? Yeah, you know, I can relate. I'm the favorite kid in my family, and there's eight, so. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because I've got a bunch of knucklehead brothers. I was worshiping God I get a text message. One of my brothers, 2,000 miles away, is, is taunting me over the live stream. And I'm like, what's your problem, man? Get a life. You know, grow up. You're, you're 40 years old. Anyway, so uh, praise God for brothers. But brothers, right, sometimes we got a little bit of issues that we got to work through on some of this stuff. Now, Joseph was clearly his dad's 
favorite. Now, Joseph had this gift with dreams. He dreamed dreams, and he could interpret dreams. And he has a dream one day that all of his brothers are going to grow up to serve him. Now, like any young brother would do, he goes to them. He's like, hey, guys, get a load of this. I had a dream last night that when we grew up, you all had to serve me. Isn't that cool? And they were like, no, it's not cool, you little punk. And so they can't stand this kid. He's probably borderline annoying, even though he's a good guy. And, and so, and so it, it goes on, and, and one day his dad gives him this great gift that in our day and age we're like, you know, that's not so big. But back then, this was huge. His dad gives him this coat of many colors. Now, it took a lot of work to dye a coat all these different colors, and he gives it to him, and his brothers are like, that's the final straw. We can't stand him anymore. And so they come up with a plan that they're going to kill Joseph. They're going to kill him. And, and, and so one brother is a guy named Reuben, and Reuben's like, no, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him down into this little pit, and then, uh, and, and, you know, and then we can tell Dad something happened, and then technically we didn't kill him. But the scripture tells us that Reuben was actually planning on coming back out and digging him out later on because Reuben had a heart, all right? Out of, out of all the brothers, this one had a little bit of a heart. But as they throw him into the pit, you know the story maybe, that a, a group of merchants is coming down the road headed for Egypt, and they're like, oh, wait, better yet, we could get rid of the little punk and make some money at the same time. And so what do they do? They pull him out of the pit, and they sell him to the Egyptian uh, merchants, or the guys that are going to Egypt anyway, and they sell him for some money. So here we have brothers that were going to kill him, and then had a little bit of mercy and didn't, and then sold him as a slave. Do you think that you had rough brothers? <laughs> no, you didn't have rough brothers like Joseph had rough brothers. You know, I was thinking about my brothers. Uh, man, you know, I've been through it. One time Josh and I were wrestling one day, all right? I mean, I'm just thinking about this. It was bad, man. And he's not up here to defend himself right now. But we're wrestling. Oh, he is here. Okay, all right. Anyway, so we're wrestling, right? And I was getting ready to, I don't know, do something. He throws me into a bookshelf. It's one of these, you know, this high. The corner catches my back and goes all the way up. And I've got a gaping wound all the way up my back. And I'm, I am screaming so loud. I hit high notes that day that Mariah Carey would be jealous of. And so there, I mean, I, the sound waves are orbiting the earth right now. I've never screamed like that in my life. And so, in my defense, I was six years old. But anyway, so, so he's like, no, 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 no. Don't tell mom. No, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Just don't tell mom. And so I'm like, okay, okay. He's like, I know how to fix situations like this. Just stay right there. Calm down. Shut up. And I'll be right back. And so I'm like, okay. And so you want to trust your brothers, don't you? You want to trust them. And so he comes back with a big old bottle of rubbing alcohol. And I'm like, okay, are, are you sure about this? I'm sure. I'm sure. I saw mom do it once. And so he comes back, just takes off the lid, and pours it directly down my spine. Boom. And that's when the real high notes hit. I mean, I screamed. And so he's like, no, 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 don't tell mom. Well, mom found out and, well, we're rednecks from the country. We believe in spankings. He got one that day. Okay, come on, somebody. And so anyway, uh, praise the Lord. But I thought I had rough brothers. I, even to this day, I'm in my 30s, and they still heckle me. But that's okay because they've never sold me into slavery. And, and so uh, Joseph's brothers, they sell him into slavery, and he gets sold to an official named Potiphar. 
Imagine that. Your mom named you Potiphar. She wants you to get picked. Do you know what the nickname for Potiphar is? It's Potty. That's the only possible nickname for that. And so this guy, he's probably got a chip on his shoulder anyway. He's been getting bullied his whole life. And so Joseph is sold to Potiphar, and he's raised up, and Potiphar, you know, he, 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 he raises up, man. He does so well that Potiphar puts the slave in charge of everything else. He said, hey, man, you're in charge of it all. I trust you with everything. And one day, Potiphar's wife, she she lost after Joseph. He's a handsome young man. She accuses the boy of rape. And Joseph, by no fault of his own, gets thrown into prison. And you're like, man, this guy just can't catch a break. His brothers pick on him. They throw him in a pit. They sell him as a slave. And now he is put into prison. And he didn't do one thing wrong out of any little bit of this. And I know sometimes we're like, well, what I do wrong? I don't deserve any of this. And maybe you don't. But as he's in prison, we begin to see a common phrase here in Genesis 38 or no, 39, 40, 41. A common phrase that's repeated over and over again. Every time something bad happens to Joseph, it continuously says, but the Lord was with Joseph in slavery, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph every time he was there. And I'm thinking as we look back at our lives and tell our stories someday when we're old and gray, I'll bet we could continuously use this phrase, but the Lord was with Mike when all that was going down. But the Lord was with Summer when she faced that. But the Lord was with Desiree when she went through that. I'm telling you today, but the Lord is with you. Well, why? Because God is good. Even if people have been bad. Amen. Give the Lord a little praise this morning. Come on. He's good. He's good. He's been good to me. And so anyway, to make a a, a long story slightly longer, what happens is this, is that there's some of of the king's uh, uh, workers that get thrown into prison and Joseph interprets their dreams. They get let out of prison. He's like, hey, guys, put in a good word for me when you get out. Well, one guy ends up dying. And the other guy forgets all about Joseph, even though Joseph got him out of the place. And isn't it like that? Sometimes you helped somebody get there. You helped somebody get out. And they're like, I don't, I don't. they forget all about you. Well, long story sh- short this time <laughs> is that Joseph ends up interpreting the king's dreams. And he has this dream. And, and, and the meaning is there's going to be a worldwide famine And Joseph has the wisdom on how to handle the famine for Egypt. And so Pharaoh puts him second in command, basically vice president of Egypt. Well, everybody's got to come and get permission from him to get food. Guess who shows up wanting some food? His brothers. Yeah, his brothers. Come on. Spoiler alert. His brothers show up. And here's the thing. They don't recognize him because it's been so long. But he recognizes him. And what does he say? He says, how the tables have turned. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, bet you wish you would have been nice now. <laughs> no, he doesn't say anything like that. What happens is he forgives them. And, and, you know, it's a little bit of a longer story. But he doesn't seek revenge. And I want to show you this verse here. Genesis 50 and verse 20. Genesis 50 and verse 20. Can we see this? Amen. You got to get this. Genesis 50 verse 20. And Joseph says something very key to his brothers towards the end of his lifetime because they're nervous, man, this whole time. 
even into their old age, they're nervous that he's going to eventually get revenge. And I mean, you got to kind of wonder, hey, if someone did all that to you, would you potentially wait for just the right moment to get revenge? Well, you know, that's human nature. So they're thinking that one of these days when our dad dies, he's going to stab us in the back. We know it. Well, dad eventually dies. But 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 here's what Joseph says at the end of it all. Genesis 50 and verse 20, he says, you guys, you boys, my brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. So in other words, what people meant to harm Joseph, God turned it around for good. And I'm telling you, God can use the very thing that the enemy meant to destroy you with to save your life and to save the lives of so many people. Amen. Well, how he's good. He can do that. He can turn things around even when it looks really, really bad. And so the second thing I'm going to say today is this. All right. God is good. Even when people haven't been good. And number two, even when I've been bad. Let's get real. Anybody in here? You don't have to raise your hand, but you've been a little bad sometimes, you know? Okay. (laughs) We've all been a little bad. I've been a little bad. We've all done things that we knew better than to do. But the good thing is, is that even when I've been bad, God's been good. Can I get an amen today? That God is good. He doesn't change just because I change. He doesn't change just because the world changes. He stays the same. And so... God is good, even when I've been bad. Well, why? This is what we call grace and mercy. Grace is when you get something you do not deserve, like going to heaven. You realize you're not going because you deserve it and you're so awesome. You're going because Jesus paid the price for your ticket. You're going because Jesus is good. Now, I'm going to live the best life I can for him. Amen. I'm going to live my best for him. But I realize it's by the grace of God I'm going to heaven. So grace is when you get something you do not deserve. And mercy is when you don't get something that you do deserve, like punishment. Don't you love mercy? When you know you have earned the punishment, you have earned whatever's coming to you. But God Almighty or whoever it is decide, you know what, forget about it. I'm just going to let it go. That's mercy. And so even when I have not lived up to the standard, even if I've been bad, God's been good by his grace and by his mercy. I want to show you a story this morning in Luke chapter 15. Can we go over there, Luke 15? Now, as a parent, I believe in discipline and punishment. I mean, hey, you know, you've you, you got to. You got, there's got to be dis, discipline and punishment. But I also strongly believe in mercy. I believe in mercy. Now, the goal as a parent is to be perfectly balanced between mercy and discipline. That's that's the ultimate goal. But if I'm going to be too much of something, I'd rather be too merciful than too punishing and too hard. Now, I want to look here at the story in the Bible called the prodigal son. Have you ever heard of this story? Well, I'm going to catch us up on it a little bit if maybe you're not familiar. But this dad has two sons. 
Now, one son comes to the dad one day, and they're a, probably a wealthy family from what we can tell here. But one day, the younger son comes to the dad and says, Dad, I know someday I've got an inheritance coming to me, and I am asking that I could have the inheritance right now. I can't wait for you to die. Well, that doesn't sound good, but anyway... So the dad's like, you know what, I'll give you your inheritance now. And just like a lot of young men would do, a lot of young ladies, the dad gives him all this money. And what's he do? He goes out and wastes it. He parties, he, he drinks, he, he, he throws it to his friends. He does all sorts of wild and crazy things until he went from a lot of money to nothing at all. And he finds himself begging and he finds himself one day working for a farmer and his job is to feed the pigs. Now, personally, I've got no issue with pigs. I like bacon and I like ribs, right? Pork, they're good. But to a man in this condition, a, a Jewish man in the Bible, this is the lowest spot. That, there's nothing worse than where this man was at right now. He was so bad off that as he's feeding the pigs and throwing the slop to them, he's like, even these pigs are eating better than I'm eating. That is the lowest of low that this guy could go. And so he says to himself, you know what? I'm going to go back home. I know that I can't be a son anymore. I'm, I'm out of the family. I'm just going to ask if I could have a job. Maybe I could just be a, a, a servant and, and I could at least, you know, have some scraps and a place to, to, to live. But I know it's too late for me to ever be a part of the family again. And I know people like that. They think that they've gone too far. They've been too bad that God would never accept them to the family again. And that is a lie from the devil. There's no spot that you're in where Jesus, where God the Father does not want you to come home. The Father always wants you to come home. Any good dad does. I don't care if my kids grow and they had been really bad. There's never a point in time where I'd say, get out of here. You're not welcome at this house. Get out. I don't want you here no more. If that is my attitude, God have mercy on my soul. No matter how bad they've been, I will always love and accept my children. Amen? No, I'll help them out of there. If they're, you know, being terrible, I'm not going to say, just keep doing what you're doing. No, I will help them get back on the right path. But I'm never going to say, I don't love you. You are not welcome in this house. They will always be welcome in this house. So I want to catch up on the story where the son decides, I'll just go home and ask for a job or if I could be a servant. Luke 15, and we're looking here at verse 20. It says, so he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His dad didn't say, where have you been, you little punk? Where have you been? I've got, oh, man, it is time for punishment. He didn't say anything like that. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. What a bad spot. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet, and kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Amen. What a story. I love this thing. And, and, and so as we're looking at this, this is the best story of God being good that I can possibly imagine. Because this kid didn't deserve one ounce of this. 
He wanted to come back and be a servant. And instead, he was made to be the guest of honor. He was treated like royalty. Now, some of us have maybe done some shameful and and bad things. and, And we show up to church or to talk to God, expecting to get smacked. And instead, we get the royal treatment. You ever had that happen? I mean, I've, a lot of you have told me that you came into church just expecting to, you know, oh, God, and expecting to get this. And instead, the, the, the red carpet was basically rolled out to you. Now, under construction, we don't have the red carpet. But it's in the back behind the fence. But uh, all right, someday. Anyways, but, but you were treated with love and compassion. And, and, and that, 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 that starts to like, what, what, what's going on here? And I know I've invited so many people to church who say, I can't go to your church Lightning would strike me if I went to your church would burn to the ground if I stepped foot inside of your church. And I'm thinking, you think God has preserved you and kept your butt safe all these years? And the second you walk into his house, he's going to smack you? No. He's, he's going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice. We're going to give you the royal treatment. We're going to say, I love you. Man, we would kill a cow for you. The fatted calf, you know, you know, you heard what I'm saying out of this. I'm not going to go and stab a calf, but you know what I mean. So, so we would celebrate when you come home, amen. We would celebrate it, not judge it. But I know this much also that God's grace and mercy on your life or on my life it sometimes makes some people angry because you don't get the punishment that you deserve sometimes, and others were just sitting there waiting, like it's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. And God says, mm, welcome home, son. And people are like, what? Him? Her? What? And people get a little angry. Well, why would you look at the rest of this story right here? Look at verse 28. Because the older son, who had always been the good boy, the older son, who never got into any trouble, he's like, you're throwing a party for him? Him? The, the, the wild child, the, you know, the, the bad boy, what? And so look at verse 28. The older brother was angry. He wouldn't go into that party. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Come to think of it, my parents never gave me a goat either. Got a little goat envy going on right here. But anyway, actually, believe it or not, I stand corrected. They did give me a goat. But that's a that's a hillbilly story from a long time ago. I'll share it some other day. Anyway, I have had goats. But um, so he's throwing a fit. And I mean, he's getting ready to escalate the situation. Yeah, when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf? His father said to him, look, my dear son, yeah, you've always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. Nobody was getting unequal treatment here. Both sons had the exact same access to the father. Nobody was getting treated different. But he said, we had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost but now he is found. How could someone do all that? Because God is good. He's good even if I've been bad. He's good even if everybody else 
has failed me. Now, out of all this behavior, the dad never excused any of it and said, eh, keep on doing it. Here's some more money to go waste on, you know, wild women. No, no, no. He, he didn't justify it. He didn't, you know, encourage it. He, he wanted the boy to stop. But I know this much. When we come home to the father and we are sincerely sorry, we will always find love and forgiveness because God is good. And yes, there's some people can fake it. Some people could, you know, know the right words. But I know when we're sincere, like, God, I screwed up. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm asking for mercy. Give me another chance. You will always get it because God is good. The third thing I want to say today is this. Number three is that God is good even when I don't understand what he's doing. Even when I don't understand what he's doing, even when I don't understand what is going on. Now, I encouraged us on this right after praise and worship, but we've all been in spots where we're doing everything we know to do, yet it seems like we're still not getting anywhere. Have you ever been in that spot? You're like, I'm praying, I'm reading, I'm, I'm, I'm forgiven, I'm doing, and it seems like I, I, I'm still not getting anywhere. I'm going to tell you right now, loud, and I want you to hear it, never start to question the goodness of God. Ever. Even if you're in a bad spot, that option is never on my table. Never. I will always say, no matter what, that God is good. Well, yeah, what if someone close dies? God is good. Well, what if I lost my money? God is good. Well, what if somebody keyed my car? God is good. Well, what if somebody fired me? God is good. God is always good. And I will never question or come against the goodness of God. That's what the enemy wants. And now, I always encourage, man, if, you're, if, if, if it's like that and you can't seem to be getting anywhere, well, I always examine myself first because if there is an issue, it's on my end. It's not on God's end. He's perfect, so that eliminates him from that equation. So i got to look at me. But secondly, I know this also. If we've done all that, we've got to be patient and keep fighting the good fight of faith. You've got to hang in there. And I'm telling you, the morning will come. You know, it says, it says in the Bible that though the sorrow lasts through the night, joy comes in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. Amen. You cannot quit right now. You cannot turn back. And so I love how God will always turn things around for our good. Let me show you a verse here. Romans eight twenty-eight. Romans eight twenty-eight. Are you still with me? Amen. We're coming in for a landing here, but Romans 8, 28. I want you to get this today. And this is, a, again, a, a well-known verse. I love this verse. Romans 8, verse 28, and specifically referring to, to when we pray. But I want you to get this. Romans 8 and verse 28. Never lose sight of this. I'm in the New King James on this. Romans 8. In verse 28, and it tells us this, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Do you love God today? Do you love him? Do you pray? All right. Are you called according to his purpose? Well, you, some would say, well, I don't know. I'm not a preacher. You don't know. No, you don't get to be a, a preacher to, to be called according to his purpose. I guarantee you, you are called according to his purpose. 
And God is so wonderful that he can cause all things, even the thing that was meant to destroy you, he can cause that very thing to work together for your good. The devil thought he was going to kill me of cancer when I was three and a half years old. He put, you know, I had leukemia. You guys know my story. I'm not going into all of it, but I had leukemia. I was in this children's hospital in Indianapolis, and it didn't look good at all. But, man, the Lord healed me. Now, I know that God did not put that on me. He didn't commission it. He didn't send it. The devil thought that he would take me out as a little kid with that. But guess what? For 30-something years now, I've been preaching from here to Russia, from here to Nicaragua and Mexico and everywhere else I go, that the Lord is good, and he is the healer. Amen. Jesus turned it around and rubbed it in the devil's face because all things work together for our good. But you better be patient. You better not just say, oh, no, this don't work. I'm blowing it all up. I'll just whatever and move on. No, something good's happening even if you can't see it because the roots grow deep beneath the surface And the bigger and stronger and more awesome that God is going to make your life, it's going to take some really deep roots. If you just got shallow little roots, I mean, it's not going to take much to just blow that whole, push the whole thing over. But if you are deep rooted and you're letting God have his way and you're being patient and letting those roots grow down deep, God can really build something big and strong and powerful and incredible out of your life. But don't dig it all up before it's over with. I'm going to tell us one final story as we start to close things out here today, Josh. Um, But I heard this story that I thought was incredible and really applies to what we're talking about today. Because sometimes we get a little confused, right? And we're like, well, if God's good, then why is this happening? If God's good, then what about this over here? Hold on. God is good. So listen with me. Now, this may sound like out of a movie or a horror story. It's not. It's just (laughs) follow me along, right? That one night, uh, a a woman was driving home on the interstate when she noticed some strange behavior behind her. It was nighttime. It was dark. It seemed as though a a semi-truck was following her. Every time she changed lanes, the truck driver changed lanes right behind her. So she would try to speed up. He would speed up. She would slow down. And, and, and he would start to slow down. The truck followed every move she made. And she was hoping this was all in her imagination. So she began nervously checking her rearview mirror each time he was there, determined, it seemed, to follow her wherever she went. And so she's starting to, 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 to get really scared. She began to panic. And she left her phone at work. So she wasn't able to call the police or anybody. Eventually... She decided to pull off the highway to try and find shelter at maybe a well-lit area, a gas station or something. So she gets off the highway, and again, the truck gets off the exit and seems to be stalking her as she's hunting around for a place to stop and get help. Finally, she finds a a gas station. She parks and gets out of the car screaming (laughs) for dear life. And just then she noticed the, the semi door flies open the driver gets out and starts running right at her car and she's like "Ah, what's gonna happen the man the truck driver flings the back door open of the car and pulls out some 
bad man, some prowler, some stalker had hidden in the back seat of her car. And he saw it happen earlier in his truck route. And he knew this guy was just waiting when no one was around to get her. And so the truck driver grabs the man out and pulls him out of the back seat of the car and saves her life. Now, out of all that, amen, amen, check it out. Sometimes we confuse the person that's chasing us down, trying to help us with the one who's trying to hurt us. And we're sitting here like, man, everywhere I go, this is happening, and, and, and that's happening. And, and, and sometimes I've heard people, everywhere I go, there's Christians, and there's Bible verses, and, and this is happening, and that's going on. And, and ah, listen, God is chasing your behind down, and it's not to smack you. It's to save your life from the one who's trying to get you. Never confuse it. God is good. Yeah, the devil's bad. I get that. But God's goodness is so much greater than anything the devil can bring against us. In fact, it it tells us if God is for us, Romans 8, who could ever be against us? Well, this guy's against me. You think they're any match for God? Well, my money and my health and my marriage and you think God can't fix that? What do you got to do? You got to take it to Jesus and trust him with it. Sometimes, well, fine, I'm giving it to the Lord and and I, I trust God. You're just saying it, but you don't really. Well, that's mean, Pastor Dave. No, I'm being serious right now. Nahum 1.8 says that the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust him. So apparently some people just say it, but they don't really. And I'm telling you today that if you really trust him, he knows it. He'll get you out of this thing. He could take you from the very situation that was meant to destroy you and use that very thing to throw you ahead in life and put you on top. But it all starts with this. You've got to know God is good. Never question that. Never even let that be an option on the table. God is good. Can we say that one more time? God is good. Let's give him some praise together today. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand up. Hallelujah. Let's stand up together. Praise the Lord. And I, I, I really, uh, I, my, my hope is that you've listened to his word today. And, and maybe you're like, well, yeah, I knew all that. That's good, man. I'm glad for you. But sometimes we need reminded of the things that we even already knew. And so what we're going to do today is I'm going to have my prayer team come forward. So if you're on my prayer team, if you could come on up and we want to see, uh, we want to give you a chance today. If you need prayer, we're here for you. We know that sometimes you've, maybe you've been praying and, and you're just in a situation where you need a little extra prayer. That's fine. You need somebody to stand in faith with you. Well, we're going to do that today. Now I get it. It's a tight fit area. So, you know, we're going to do the best we can here, but. If you need prayer, I want you to come up. But even better than that, if you just need to stay where you're at, talk to God. You can talk to him right there and 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 sing to God. We're going to sing a worship song here. Sing to him for a few minutes. Let him know you love him. But the biggest thing out of anything I do today is this. If you are here and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I want to fix that today. 
You're like, well, I don't know if I'm ready to go through all that. Go through all that. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You've got to call on the name of the Lord. And, yeah, you, you, you know, there's some things along the way that, that we'll work with you on. We'll help you. But the first step is calling on the name of the Lord. So maybe you're here and you've just never really done that. Let's take care of it. Maybe you're here and, well, I did that before. I've done that a hundred times. And you didn't really stick with it. We're not here to judge you. We're here to say, hey, welcome home. Let's do this, man. Let's do this. Let's, let's handle this. So maybe you need to come back to the Lord today. We want to pray with you right now. And we want to fix that. Amen. So can we bow our heads and close our eyes for just a minute today? Amen. I want you to just say a prayer with me before we close it out here. Can you say this? Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. That wasn't hard. That was easy. And what I'm going to ask you to do, though, is this. If you prayed that and this was your day to get things right with God, I'm going to ask you to come up to one of these people right here and and let us pray with you for a minute and and, uh, we'll, you know, see what we can do to help you out a little bit more. But it's really important that we do that. And someone's like, well, I said it, but I don't want no one to know it. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. He said, if you are ashamed of me, then I'll have to be ashamed of you in heaven. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you would acknowledge me, in front of people i'll acknowledge you before my father in heaven there has to be a point in time where you said you know what yeah i prayed it and i meant it and i'm not ashamed of it either you got to have that moment so if you need prayer of any kind today i want you to come on up if not just worship the lord together for a few minutes then we'll close out amen even when i don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, 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 that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are.
That is who you are. That is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. And even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. And even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. A way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, and that is who you are. Stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. We make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. 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 
That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. A maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We'll go ahead and close things out today. Who's been blessed this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. We have had a good time in the house of the Lord. And, uh, you know, again, I know it's a little bit different right now. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love for the Lord that uh, you're just willing no matter what to be in God's house together. Amen. And I'm like, hey, I can take a little heat. I can take a little whatever if it means I get to be with my family and worship my father together. Amen. All right, well, we're going to close it out here. We got service tonight at 6 o'clock. Come on back. It's going to be off the charts incredible. And I also want to remind you that uh, September 4th, 5th, and 6th, my neighbor at Bucking Good Pizza, come on, yeah. We can go and get some pizza. Part of the proceeds are going to uh, go to Harvest Fest, and you get the best pizza in bars. It's a win-win situation. How could you go wrong? Amen. And Pastor Katie said, remember, you know, if God puts it on your heart to bless them a little bit and help them through uh, the situation that's been going on. Amen. All right. We're going to pray, and then we're going to speak our Barstow Faith Confession, and we will see who really knows it this time because it won't be up there. Now, if you look on the live stream comments, it might be on there. So anyway. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I'd have to do that sometimes. Okay, let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what we've seen in your word today. And, Lord, we thank you that you are good. You said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And, Lord, we've got joy because our refuge 
is in you. And we know you're a good God. Nothing but good. There's nothing but good in you, Lord. And I pray that you will help us to establish that in our hearts. Lord, thank you for using us this week to tell the world that you are good and to bring other people to you. And we know that you're doing something big in this church, Lord. You're doing big, big things right now, Lord, to help us change this community for the glory of God. We love you and we praise your holy name today, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Give him a shout of praise today. Amen. All right. Let's speak some faith over Barstow. Let's do it. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus' name. Amen. See you tonight.